All right, three, two, one. All right, guys, I'm here with uh, special two guests of mine. Uh, one is uh, awkward, another one is super awkward. I got Ryan and Blakemore. Say hi, Ryan and Blakemore. What's up? Roberto. What's up? There you go. All right, guys. Ryan and Blakemore. Robin Blakemore. Oh, Robin Blakemore. Was that your name? My name is Rob. Oh, I'm talking to the one who uh, started the business. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're going to do that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so tell me a little bit about yourself, um, Rob and Blakemore, or Blakemore Rob, especially how you like it. You go first since you're the founder. He's a CEO. So, I'm in college right now, 20 years old, and, uh, I act like I'm like 50 years old. This is him being excited, guys. <laughs> All right, Rob. Since Blakemore uh, gave us that amazing spiel about himself. Uh, my name is Rob, obviously, not Ryan. Um, 28, a little bit older. Uh, he also acts like he's 70. Act like I'm 70. Um, I drive under the speed limit in the left lane. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, I run a side side hustle thrifting and reselling with with ryan and uh that's pretty much my part-time full-time job nice well that was the perfect segue to what you guys do so you guys have your own thrifting uh business what is it called vintage rhino vintage rhino so what exactly do you uh or when did you guys decide to uh to create uh vintage rhino i started it about it like a year and a half ago just like for fun because i see other people doing it all the time and uh, I've been thrifting before, but I wanted to like start an Instagram page, basically like showing off or selling. And I started it, and then I had, I know Rob's a Cowboys fan, and I found a, a Cowboys windbreaker. So I sent him a picture, and I said, would you want it? He said, dope, what size is it? I said, medium, but he he's 6'7", so... Wouldn't fit on. So he needed like an extra large. <laughs> yeah, extra large, tall. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Where'd you find it?" I said, "Thrift store, Goodwill." And uh, I told him about the page I started like a day or two before, and he said, "Oh, I thrift too. Like, let me get in on that." And uh, we've just been growing it ever since. Okay. So um, when you started uh, when you started Vintage Rhino. Um, where did you guys like start at? Like, uh, where were you guys based out of? No, uh, well, I think at the time I was in Sarasota and you were already here. Were you no, you were here because you were working. Oh, I was. You here. were working here, and uh, I, was, Myers, I, I was. I was in my dorm room, which technically you're not allowed to do business in your dorm room. But. So they didn't uh, basically. Uh, we're not alluding to anything or anything. So they basically did it at uh, at Rob's uh, place where it's legal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so how was it uh, starting out in the beginning? Was it slow? Was it fast? Like, did you guys like buy a lot of unnecessary like shit in the sense of like things that you're still sitting on right now, or did you end up clearing out the inventory in the with the stuff that you uh, first uh, cop? That was rough. It was rough. Uh, rough first couple months. I mean, we, uh, me probably a little bit more than Blakemore, but. Uh, I mean, just kind of understanding what people wanted, what people uh, people were looking for. So in the sense of it's just not even just what you liked, it's what other people liked. Because yeah, you're catering I mean, towards it. At first, I found myself kind of shopping towards like my own kind of taste in, in like fashion, um, which, you know, 
everybody has their own kind of appeal and then kind of like working into the the style of you know what's what's hype like focusing on like round two obviously we'll plug that a little bit like mm-hmm. round two is you know the, the big the, influencer, the, big, yeah, the influencer for, for everybody. Right. So, you know, kind of focusing more on like specific graphic tees instead of just, you know, normal prints. Um, and then kind of like building our base through there. And yes, I'm still sitting on a good amount of stuff that I still think is, is popular, but it just doesn't like appeal to the mass market. So I kind of just keep it on the back burner mm-hmm. for now. And so when Blakemore, when you created it, uh, when you created Vintage Rhino, where did uh, how what website or platform did you use uh, to start off with? Um, I started with Instagram just to like kind of get more followers, and then I was doing it through eBay too, just on like apps like Let Go, like people local that would want it, Facebook Marketplace, um, and then I heard about this one app Grailed, which is kind of like eBay just more towards streetwear and vintage so that we've been using that ever since and it seems to work because people can offer and it doesn't take too much of a a fee off so uh, so grail has the like what less buyer's fee or commission fee whatever it would be called no it's the same it's uh it's i think it's still what nine percent or something like that or seven percent exact um what i've been doing i mean ryan has we kind of we kind of have like our our same platform Mm -hmm. but we kind of obviously share uh we don't we don't split um profits so he's like if i sell a shirt it goes to me whatever so you guys basically use vintage rhino on the same the same platform vintage rhino but y'all run your own separate ebay account just so that yeah yeah so like i'll use like like our grail in our in our instagram is is exactly like all of our stuff so like his stuff's on there my stuff's on there you wouldn't know whose it is unless you you know know like where you're taking the pictures at but unless we know you personally (laughs) yeah personally you know unless you've been in my house or whatever but um like i use depop and ebay to just post my things that i know are like you know the older bulk stuff that's kind of gonna sit there a little bit that i can just keep on ebay with the best offer and then you know our our more like mainstream stuff like our band tees old Nike tees, stuff, graphic tees is all going to go on Grailed and, and Instagram because that's where we have, like, the mass following. Right. So how how important is uh, is marketing and social media for you guys, especially, you know, kickstarting up a business like Vintage right now? Pretty important. We haven't, like, well, we've done a few promotions through Instagram. We've done a giveaway before people posting on their stories just to get more followers. It's worked. <laughs> and we'll find, like, a cool shirt that we got. We'll promote it through Instagram. Yeah. It'll probably be about like fifteen dollars for a few days, and we gain probably like a hundred, two hundred every post for the promoted ones. So how many followers are you got right now? Eight hundred and fifteen. Just over eight hundred. Wow, compared to when you guys first started, at probably one or two. Yeah. It's a big difference. Um. I was hoping to be at. We were hoping to be at more than what we have now, but. We've kind of taken time off. We're both. He's been working a lot too. I've been in school and working, trying to get more hours. So I haven't really focused on it a lot. I think the I think the biggest thing too that I've noticed that, um, and I'll say Blakemore definitely does better than myself, is like just the overall picture quality mm-hmm. of like the shirts. 
not not in the sense of just like the the shirt itself but like having like proper lighting like a nice background just being like unique and then seeing like everything else that people i mean obviously when you're in vintage or just like any job you do you're going to follow the same people within that same you know that same group so watching people's you know how they take pictures where it's just like myself and i'm just trying to post something real quick i just have i have like a red wall in my room so i'd like for most shirts that are white or whatever it's like a good black backsplash color so i'll just hang them on the wall like make sure they look you know just like a pop yeah just so they, they look they look clean and take the picture where like blake moore will sit there and you know he'll go out to you know his pavement outside where like the sun's hitting it perfectly put like right. a butterfly on the on it you know like feed some squirrels so they come in the picture <laughs> like and, and it like pops the whole community you know? so like it's something that like will definitely catch your eye when you're scrolling through over you know just a regular t-shirt hanging on a wall right and i've noticed it works a lot better than what it used to be because we used to just put it on the ground or put it on the counter and take a picture but so even, we... even the importance or even getting a, a good background makes a difference right mm -hmm. it instead just, of just putting it just anywhere like natural sunlight too and like rob said it pops so when you guys post anything do you guys use any filters to make it look better or not no i try to keep it all raw as possible yeah because yeah, i mean obviously you're selling somebody a product so if you're use some lighting on it it makes it look more yellow when it's really orange or whatnot they're going to get it and you know they might be disappointed with it um but also like going back to the pictures you know like our main platform you hear that you fuck boys be honest <laughs> our main uh our main platform's instagram right so like n nobody's really going through instagram and and stopping at every picture unless you're you know that person but you're trying to get somebody to to stop because they they see it like stand out over everything else that they're looking at. Right. So um, where do you uh, where do you guys primarily shop at when uh for for thrifting uh, when you go when you go thrifting? We keeping that a secret. Keeping right? that a secret. Oh. I mean, we let you guys have goodwill, but everything else, that's a secret. That's all, y'all. Okay, I understand that. Um, just got a guess, guys. Uh oh. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey. Hello. Say what's up. What's up? It's good. What's up, <laughs> what's up man? I'm Chato. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you as well. Um. The FBI raid. Right. Um. So like, when you go, when you guys hit your secret spots, that's what I'm gonna call them, secret spots. Uh, what are you, uh, what are you guys looking for? Like, what kind? Like, uh, when, when I'm asking, like, what are you looking for? Like. You know, you could go thrifting, and, and for someone who hasn't done it, they'll think everything's fine. They'll grab, like, a polo Ralph Lauren shirt, and they think they can resell it compared to what you guys are, you know, what is vintage. For example, like, I know, like, if you go and you shop and get polo, like, you kind of want to look at where it was made at, like, in the United States, or if it was made in Mexico, the cheap quality. I mean, most of the stuff, it really, I mean, a lot of it you'll see, is, if you follow people, you know, you'll see a lot of it's based off, like, the demographic of your area, too. Um, polo, like, a lot of people like Polo. It's obviously, like, one of the top brands in fashion for years. But in the sense of, like, reselling, I mean, unless you're finding, like, a stadium or something like that, you, you know, your average Polo, I can go to a thrift store and walk out with, you know, 50 of them for $50, but... It's not worth the time to try and sell them on eBay or anything like that because they go for, 
you know, 10 bucks a polo and you're taking eBay fees and then you're shipping them and it's just like, so you're basically, like, basically you know, breaking I, even. I'm looking for that piece where it's like, all right, I'm going to get it for a dollar fifty and sell it for, you know, you know, $30 on average or whatever, just something that's like worth my time and where I'm having one piece for $30 instead of buying 30 pieces for, you know, to make 80 or whatever. But it's just, like it's really based off your demographic because that's why you know it's nice that I'm in I'm in Sarasota, Bradenton, and Ryan's down here like Fort Myers, Naples because we can kind of even though they're kind of similar, Cover there's always area. you know there's always right. different stuff throughout that whole area coming in and coming out. So so then like basically you're hitting the Goodwills <coughs> down here and he's hitting the Goodwills up there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just gives you a wider area, wider region to get uh, more product. And I think that was our mistake at first. We were we were just buying basic polo and basic nautica stuff that you can find on ebay for eight ten dollars and then we started moving away from that and focusing more on t-shirts that nobody's really seen before because right. um, i know you you guys got me into thrifting and the other day i found uh it was a polo mexico shirt and i kept it for my personal collection because it was a 3x and a fat um and it had like the big flag on the back and then a, a big pony in the front how much was something like that go for um, maybe not in a 3X, because I know 3Xs and bigger sizes are hard to sell, but if it was a large, how, how much would something like that go for, roughly? Depends on who's willing to buy it. I mean, if you can find... What I like to do is if I see something that one of my friends would like, that they would they would actually buy from me, like I would say, oh, you're from Mexico, or you're Mexican, I know you would like this, so I would send it to you, see what you would want. If you would want it, I wouldn't buy it. Or if you would want it, I would buy it. If you wouldn't, I wouldn't. Um, but I mean, it just depends on who's buying it. I'm sure you can find someone out there that would pay good money for it. Um, like I said, it just kind of depends. Right. So, cause I know uh, when I go thrifting, cause I'm, I try to get into it sometimes too. Like I usually hit, uh, uh, Blakemore or you up Rob and I always ask you guys like, um, like this is good. Like, what do you, or like, if this is a good buy or a good cop, but, um, where do you guys get like, uh, y'all fashion sense from like what's trending, what's popping? Is it just like you said, round two and other influencers? Yeah, I mean, um, everything kind of changes over a while. Like, obviously, you still have your your regular vintage, you know, everybody likes band tees, everybody likes movie tees, you know, just weird graphic tees, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of just... It's kind of just like what what everybody else in the and you know and maybe you don't like band tees but this person does and you know like that's what I like about like just thrifting in general is like promote I mean the hardest thing for a thrifter I think is the fact that half the time you buy something you're trying to trying to sell it but you're telling yourself you want it for yourself you know like uh so how like hard is it then to, to keep to not keep stuff for your personal inventory for your personal uh, use? What I like to do is. If there's something I want, I'll buy it for myself, wear it a few times, make sure I get a good picture in it, and then I'll sell it. So that I kind of just make the money back, but I still was wearing a shirt right. instead of like you know donating your old shirts or something. Just kinda... So instead of doing that, you just make some money off of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like I mean, I rotate stuff a lot. Like I'll, there's a lot of things that I'll even. I'll spend time like at night or something if I'm bored. I'll go through like eBay and stuff and just see what, you know, what's ending during that time that I'm that I'm on eBay and see if there's anything that I can like get a steal on or whatever. Um, and then know that like putting it through my platform that I can 
eventually, you know, make money on top of it. So there's been like countless times where, you know, somebody doesn't put the right description in eBay so it doesn't get the proper views, which is a big thing. If you guys are trying to sell on eBay, make sure your descriptions are are on point because you're never going to sell anything. So basically, take your time on your description and put thought and care into it. Yeah, like, I mean, you have people selling t-shirts that, like, I could easily sell for, you know, $60, $80 a pop, and they're going for $15 to $20 on eBay just because they're not putting the proper you know, verbiage or description in the, in the, in the system. So it's like just stuff like that. I'll get them, you know, obviously like 15 bucks and I'll just, I'll, you know, rock it a couple of times and then I'll be like, I don't want this anymore. And I'll try and sell it. I'll trade it. Blakemore takes half my crap because he, like, he doesn't look as hard as I do sometimes on like the other, on the, uh, on the other platforms. So I'll, like, I'll, send him a picture of some crazy stuff and he'll be like, Oh, let me get it. Let me get it. <laughs> and I'll be like, you know, whatever. Homie hook up $500. Right. Right. Might as well. So, so, after the best friends discount. Yeah. After the best friends discount and the COA, the CEO discount and then the you know, employee discount. And then the fee of and being Blakemore. You the get an extra $500. <laughs> <on top. laughs> the college, uh, college books ain't cheap, man. You got to save money where you, you make can. That money. And that's good for him too. Cause like when we were talking about shopping at different demographics, you know, like he said, he's in school. Obviously, he's 20, so he's so in, he's co- he's in college. Kids, you know, so he has, you know, thousands of kids that are have the same idea, like you know, trying to be, trying to like you know, stand out from the next kid, you know, in the crowd. So they want to, they want to be like up and up on the fashion. They want to be, um, you know, wearing something that you're not gonna buy at Hot Topic or, you know, like a band tee from Hot Topic or you know, like a remake, you know, Nickelodeon tee from uh, PacSun, you know, we got a kid here that it's his mission to find, like, the OG, you know, like, right. sell them the original. That makes sense. So, you hear that, guys? If you see Blakemore with some dark looks in your uh, on your campus, he's not trying to be a creep, and he, uh, li- I look at you, he's trying to see your fashion sense so you get a understanding of what's popping. So, um, is, um... Is tees the only thing you guys sell? Like the like I know Tommy Hilfiger jeans, like uh, the old school ones go for a lot. Or maybe that's just my misunderstanding. Honestly, I mean, I was gonna have this as like a segment later. We can talk about it now. But I sell anything and everything that you can make money on because there's always a buyer if there's money to be made. Right. You know, t-shirts, clothes, like whatever, shoes pants like that's obviously like our main our main focus the breadwinner right but there. like i said with the with ebay and whatever you know i have multiple platforms to sell anything so like my what i was going to talk about is like our biggest flips i've got some crazy ones but um you know we'll I've, save the biggest flips for the for later we'll, we'll save the biggest we'll flips for, for later biggest but yeah later. i mean I, I i buy everything I, obviously we me and Blakemore both collect records, so we find records at, you know, flea markets, thrift stores, you know, mom and pop shops. Um, I collect comic books, too. I never really had the chance to find any in the thrift, but, you know, just side stuff that I can, like, buy. I buy people's, you know, collections, resell them, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it may be. I mostly try to buy t-shirts or jackets and a lot of hats, too. Um, kind of like shorts and pants are kind of hard because 
people aren't physically there to try it on when because a lot of shorts and pants run differently um that was gonna be my next question was uh like so if you do sell the pants or if you do uh so i got a buyer are they usually picky with them they'll ask you like the measurements and inseam yes. and all that crap people do that with t-shirts too but mostly people know their t-shirt size normally um but a lot of people are, will ask for measurements for t-shirts but measuring pants is hard because they'll be like what's the inseam what's what's the cuff seam or what's what's the waist to hip to hip all this but t-shirts a little bit easier because mostly people know how the t-shirts run right basically the same i definitely think that's one thing that we'll probably start doing here in the future but there's so many people because obviously like you know a vintage shirt runs so many different sizes that even myself i'm being at six seven i'll buy a large that fits me perfect and an extra large that goes up to my belly button so it's like <laughs> and that's it, my it ma- you know it makes sense that people want the the sizing right. and i feel like we're going to probably start doing that just when we take the pictures instead of you know waiting for someone to go you know what size is this and then going to find it through everything and then measure it um so what i what i did when I, was, when I was doing it or i'm going to my spiel is i have um rob's uh van uh diary and i'll buy all the stuff and then put the size and the measurements and then when someone would ask for it for me i just flip back to rob's diary and pull it up from there yeah i mean we, like we can obviously through instagram and depop and whatnot you have the you know the comments section so just measure it right there and then like you have that as a reference whether somebody asks on any platform and then once obviously you sold it sometimes we delete pictures sometimes we just mark it as sold on there to keep like if you know if it's if it's just like an average t-shirt we're going to delete it just because you know you don't want to have thousand posts of pictures on you know for people to scroll through but you know if it's something more like unique or whatever we'll leave it on there just just put sold just so like that that picture is still in our history so if somebody's scrolling through like they can see like yeah we you know they, they get good yeah. stuff they you know, got, keep them keep following them they got dope stuff well i'm yeah. sure they'll find more like uh, one thing i got into especially when i started was because i started around uh i started thrifting uh in the winter so around november december and I found I found a lot of um, trunks for sale, like swim trunks. So a lot of like Polo Ralph Lauren, like originals, Nautica competition, um, and like Tommy Hilfiger. Um, and I when spring came around, I had all that inventory um, and was able to sell it. Um, do you guys do the same thing too? Do you guys try to like since it's summertime and we're in Florida? Do you guys try to rack up on like any of the cold stuff for your clients up uh, up north or even here? Because you know Floridians are uh, thin blooded. I'm sitting on a bunch of jackets right now, waiting to post some once it gets cold. But a lot of people will donate their jackets over summer. And people, when they go back, because a lot of people come down to where I am during the winter, because it's warmer. They'll, That's Florida bitches. Yeah. They'll, uh, it's still hot. <laughs> they donate a lot of their jackets, so I try not to buy them, because I know people won't buy or I try not to buy them from the thrift, because a lot of people won't buy them during this time. But is there an influx in, in prices uh, during seasons? So are like chunks more expensive during summer or cheaper during winter? No, nah, they're about the same. I mean, I've seen like we actually just went to a thrift store today and I'll bring it up because I was pissed. But 
found two like dope Harley denim cutoffs, like jean jackets, huge flag on the back. I said, Blake, more you see this? He's like, yeah. And then I look at the tag, fifty dollars at a thrift store. So thrift should be taxing too, huh? So I go on eBay, <laughs> I go on eBay and look. And you can buy the same jacket on eBay for, well, not like the same one, because I, I didn't see that exact one. Those were actually like super dope, but like a Harley cutoff with like the Harley Eagle emblem on the back. You can get one on eBay for like 45 bucks right now. So it's like, I told eBay, I told Blake Mars, like, yo, you get it for 10 bucks a piece. Like, I'm in there, but you know, $50 for a damn jacket at a thrift store is insane. I think, I think they're starting to catch on to what everybody's doing. So they'll try to raise their prices for what they know is expensive, right. which is dumb because they're not even, I mean, half, I mean, obviously like Goodwill is a nonprofit organization, but those people be banking and that work at Goodwill, like the people in the high up in Goodwill, like they're, they're, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that thrift that know, but Goodwill creates accounts on Instagram to follow other thrifters to see what's popular. Yeah. And then they start pricing stuff like that up in the store so like it kind of cuts into your profit margin so you have like you know you have to be pickier with what you what, what you're buying and then what you're um you know what you're deciding like is it worth my time right so when uh do you think it's probably just a location because like you guys are you know southwest florida uh, you know very like rich area in florida compared to like somewhere else do you think it's like uh tax they tax it here more than let's say um miami or pompano beach I mean, certain mom and pop shops do. Like, if you go to like, you know, Bonita Springs down here and stuff, do you have uh, places like closer to the to the water, where there's obviously more money? You know, they'll have shirts, but like their their bottom lines lower too, where they don't. You know, they you go to one thrift store and stuff's ninety nine cents. This, you know, the mom and pop shop, they start all their t shirts at five bucks. Right. We're still, I mean, if you find something worth it, it's a come up, but um, I mean, it's really just, it's really just like their pricing guideline that they do. It's not like they're trying to tax or whatever. I mean, sometimes they do. They got to make money too. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Like I know, I know that there's countless people in every thrift store that have somebody in the back looking up half the shit that, that comes through the door, you know, and then like trying to make a buck off of it. And it's like the whole time you, they're nonprofit, like just sell it to somebody who's going to do like the legwork that's trying to feed their family. Right. You know, you guys are just trying to donate the money back to a church that already has money or something, right. you know? So it's like, I don't know. Quick rant. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand it, man. So, uh, so thrifting is like a lifestyle, would you say? Yeah, it's definitely become like a big culture. Because even on your off time, is what you do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm ever bored, I, and it's during the day, I usually go and just kill time by thrifting. You just put on, just pop in your AirPods and listen to some Pink Floyd. Yeah, Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. Or some Plies, because we're in Florida or Fort Myers. We don't listen to Plies. <laughs> Pull up at the Ritz Carlton. Uh, um, so, how much time do you dedicate to the to the thrift? What do you say on an average? Not enough. Yeah. Well, definitely you, well both of you have a full time job, right? Or, well, he's full time in the sense of student, school yeah. and and work. I'm full time in the sense of work. Yeah. Um, so usually obviously like two days off a week, two days thrifting, and then whatever time before or after work I can go if there's something that makes sense. Like sometimes like I don't I don't um 
hit the same thrift stores like you know two or three days in a row because they just don't have the time to like replenish like I, at the same time i feel like yeah you're gonna have time for you might not go like that's really what keeps me going back to thrift stores too is like damn if i don't go that's the day that they're gonna put out like this shirt and i'm not gonna be there right. and then so like then i find myself going and then what do you know there's not shit <laughs> so you like then you're like all right now i'm gonna go like three days without going and you go back and you like find one shirt well, that makes sense Whatever. when you say it's uh, putting in the legwork. Because even when you even when you drive over there, it costs you money. Yeah, I mean, there's always. I I mean, I usually drive to or from work, or like I try and make like a route. You know, like I'll go south one day, or I'll go north one day, and then just like hit that, and then you know hit whatever on the way back. But I mean, it's it's definitely something that you gotta like. You can't just. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. I think that's what a lot of people are, like, getting into thrifting mm-hmm. now that, like, I'll see, you know, new pages or whatever. They don't know anything about, like, pricing, which obviously takes a little bit of time to learn. They don't know anything about, like, the actual product itself. You know, they just see somebody selling a, a band tee for $100, and they find, like, a, you know, a freaking 2007 Taylor Swift shirt, so they throw it up for $100. It's like, it just doesn't work like that. Right. You know, like, you, there's... I can find that shirt at Walmart right now or something, but I think a lot of people think that it's just a get rich quick scheme and that you know you can go like once once a week and just buy a bunch of shit and you know sell it that day and it doesn't work like that. You know, right. I have what I mean you have some of my stuff here and I have probably two hundred plus pieces of clothes just at my house right now just yeah. you know waiting to be sold. So it's not like I've got a tub of Rob's clothes under my bed. <laughs> Um, so like when you, like, like what you said, when you go looking for like band tees or vintage tees, what exactly are you looking for? Like, are you looking for like a date, the seams, like what's, what makes it pop out from a 2017 Taylor Swift shirt that I own? There are certain things you look for when you're, day. when you're doing it. It was a good year. It was a good year, man. I'm a little baby. <laughs> I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby now, but, but potential a, a lot, a, a big difference between like original vintage panties and shirts panties you'll find at packs on or walmart is like the feeling the shirts back then felt way softer like they just sit on your body differently than like the heavy cotton shirts they have now but uh there's like certain things you look for with the tag or um once you we've done me and rob have done a lot of research and we've seen a lot of shirts so we kind of know what the big difference is between a real one or a reprint. So there's certain there's certain things on the shirt that you can tell if it's actually vintage or if it's new. So um, I mean, so just the texture? No, I mean, well, there's also like obviously just like the the rarity of it too. I mean, you know. So you guys um, just are quick to hop online and just see when's the last time it was made or that specific one. You try to find the specific one on like eBay. Well, I mean, like a, like a tour shirt obviously was only made that you know that year. So if you you know, um, like obviously new or um, Paxson and what and Hot Topic and all of them are like reprinting band tees and stuff. So like because I, I gotta go to Paxson right now and go get um, you know Dr. Dre the Chronic album shirt. You know, compared to it, you guys. But is it the Dr. Dre Chronic album shirt? Right, from the from yeah. the concert. Was, it, the was there somebody the smoking weed in the field listening to him right. in that shirt? Like, that's, that's like, the 
So that's the thing. It's like the nostalgic thing. Like really, I mean, obviously you're playing to two sides. You have people who, who want the nostalgia part of it. And then you have people who want the fashion that are willing to spend the money to have the real thing. Right. So it's like, you know, obviously, obviously you're going to compete with PacSun. You're going to compete with Hot Topic. But, you know, the, the, there's the, the person that's like, you know, the fit's different too. You know, like I was talking about just fitting, like, like, you know, Blakemore is tiny compared to me. He's wearing, he's wearing a vintage, like extra large shirt right now, but it's, it's like the bagginess of it. Like it's still tight around the neck, but it's like draped like differently. So it's just the history behind it basically. So if I like, so for example, if I want a 2000 or excuse me, a 1991 Machiavelli uh, Tupac shirt, um, like an original one, like not only am I getting just the shirt, but I'm also getting the history behind it. Like someone bought this at the concert, mm-hmm. or someone bought it. At, and the fact know, that he was still alive. And the fact that he was still alive, like it's, like it might be crazy, but it's like his spirit's still in it. Yeah, it's a little weird. I told Rob. Okay, I mean, I like I it. told Rob a bunch of times <laughs> I want an old um, Jim Morrison shirt. He said it's hard to find because he said it's it's better to get a shirt before they die because they're still alive at that time. And I mean, he died. He died early, early though. So, so he said it's gonna be hard to find a shirt before he died. Right, because I know, for example, I know Nipsey T's Nipsey Hustle, his T-shirts that are going for like mad crazy right now, like from all his, uh, you know, his touring and everything, just because he just recently died. And when I say like mad money, I'm talking about maybe like 80, 60 bucks compared to when they first came out, which was like 20, 30. So it's yeah, because money. everybody everybody can reprint anything, but it's like, do you? You want the history? You're buying. You're buying the shirt, but you're like investing in the history because, like, you actually own, you know, a piece of that history. Like, if you want a Tupac shirt from, you know, anywhere before '95, like, you know, you, you're buying that that history. Like, you, you're saying like, if Tupac's your favorite rapper and you own a shirt that, you know, he could have you know, perform to somebody wearing that shirt at the concert is like, that's worth paying the money than just going and saying like, oh, I like Tupac or like, oh, Tupac's the wave. I'm going to go to Hot Topic and buy, you know, two for 35 Tupac shirt. Right. And then it's like, but like, what are you really getting out of it besides the shirt? Just a print on it, basically, not the story. So, um, you know, how important is, uh, I mean, I'm trying to segue this, but you know, trying to get all the band tees and everything, or or just the tees, or or you know, clothing, clothing or inventory. How is that, how important is having inventory at all times, uh, to you guys? For example, if someone was to buy your crate that you have from Rob under your bed, and like you all give you three hundred for everything in there, that depletes your inventory, sure, right? I take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him the crate. I'll yeah. give him the crate. <laughs> I'll give him the whole bin. Yeah, that's what I'm it. saying though, but that's gonna that's gonna deplete your inventory. No, I mean, we, the he, thing is, I have a lot, I, I have so much shit that, like, I'm actually trying to do, like, bulk deals right now to get down on some of it, because I feel like, for us, not, you know, not doing it, like, full-time, I mean, you almost don't want to have too much inventory, like, obviously, you always want to have stuff to sell, because you want to, you know, you want to, like, meet the demand if it's there, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I put, I probably put in, like, 12 to 
12 plus hours a week on thrifting compared to like my 45 to 50 on work. So it's like, do I really want to have 500 shirts at my house that I only have, you know, 20% of my time to like focus on selling? So it'd be different if you had 100% of your time. Yeah. I mean, I told, hey, I told my girl right now, I said, hey, if you start making over 150,000 a year, Stay at home, dad, full time thrift. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but yeah, if somebody came up to me and was like, Your whole closet of what you're selling, I'll give you this much for it right now, I'd probably take it because I know I can just use that money and get similar stuff, get more unique stuff too. So how much more how much money do you put back into the thrift, like from the from the stuff that you the profits that you do get? That's a good question. That is a good question. Do you guys keep like a I mean, we've definitely checkbook, made, air quote, air quote? We've uh, definitely made our money back, and we kind of just have like clothes that we're sitting on that we that have basically paid off, but my problem is whenever I make it, I don't save it. I usually go and buy like a shirt that I don't want. Oh, you're hood rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, like, I, I, kept, I kept like almost like a ledger right. for like the longest period of time of like how much I paid obviously like how much i paid for it what the shirt was the size and and then like i just had it everything listed and then once i sold it i put the sold price next to it so i'd have like my margins there like so sold this much shipping boom you know i bought the shirt for two i sold it for 25 um five to ship you know i made whatever after like fees or whatever so yeah i made like a ledger and then after a point, I kind of got to, uh, you know, I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm like, I've obviously I'm wait, making more money than I'm spending right now because I'm spending, you know, 10 to $15 a thrift trip and it's turning into, you know, 100 to 150 when I do sell it. So then I kind of just like stopped and I was like, all right, as long as I'm just like smart with, you know, what I'm what i'm buying because easy to and that's why that's why i slowed down a lot and we obviously have a bunch of stuff like I, like i have 500 dollars or i have 500 units probably at my house right now but it's like i've probably made you sure you don't need to shoot an audit i might need to shoot an audit <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, audit for i've probably made i've probably made you know five times that i mean i've i've had like you know it's not always like the best when you're thrifting but i mean i like i had that one that one um that one month where i did like like just part-time did like almost a g just selling shit from you know the secret spots right so like my next question is like since you guys i'm pretty sure since you guys have to grow or use paypal like why don't like to say for example you have um we're gonna say we're gonna say uh, um, a Nirvana shirt. You sell the Nirvana shirt for two hundred dollars or three or two hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty. But that trip at the thrift that you went, you spent sixty dollars, like to get everything. So why don't you just take out the, you know, you get the money into your PayPal. Why don't you just take out the sixty that you initially uh, spent and keep the rest in your PayPal just to save it? Well, I mean, I told him. I mean, his he, I I told him to do it, and he, I think he was already like in the process of doing it because I used to do it when I was like a little bit younger, mm-hmm. and I was kind of just like thrifting on my own. Um, but he turned his business, or he got like the PayPal, um, debit card. Yeah, I have the debit card. So, so whenever, whenever I'm at a store, it. and I have the saved money, 
I can just use that card and it comes out of the same money. And then once I get I sell it, it goes back into that same PayPal account. So all the money stays in the same spot unless one of my friends gives me cash or something. Then I'll, I'll usually just hold on to it and use that cash at a thrift store. Or for groceries. <laughs> or, or for food. <laughs> or um, alcohol. I remember, guys, he's still in college. Alcohol. He's 21. We're um, not alluding to underage drinking. He's 21, guys. He's 21. Um, I, I honestly, I mean, Blake Moore can, can vouch for it, but... I, I mean, obviously, I like I said, I have a full-time job, so like whatever I'm doing for um, thrifting is like one, just for fun. Like it's kind of like it's a hobby almost as much as it is like a part-time job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I generally invest 80% of what I make back into like myself. So like if I see something on eBay or Grail that like I'm like, yo, I need to have this, like I'll try and sell as much shit as I can to get that and then I have it so it's like I have my personal collection is like pretty dope of like shirts that like I've wanted um you know at one point you had that uh, Jurassic Park tee yeah Mm -hmm. that's we'll talk about that later on the the quick flips the (laughs) biggest flips but what was was your road to whatever oh road to Nirvana yeah yeah, I actually I could have done it, but then I I we I went on vacation and I used like most of my money for that. But uh, I started like a road. I mean, I could probably still buy it today if I needed to. But I started like a road to Nirvana shirt, and I was just like trying to sell stuff because you know like an average average dope Nirvana like when like Kurt Cobain was still alive. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the Tupac thing. I mean, you're gonna run like easy like 200 plus now, do you like, guys ever easy. think about like taking like a road trip to i mean I, if i'm not mistaken nirvana was in, based in seattle that's where they came up yeah i don't ever think about taking a road trip to like so like for example like a uh, seattle and trying to find like an old nirvana shirt or anything like maybe not just the shirt but just like different things like I mean, that I, specifies to that to that city I, I mean i think yeah you could probably find one there if you were to like be there for a while but it's i mean you, people find Nirvana shirts everywhere. People find, you know, Dr. Dre shirts everywhere. East Coast, West Coast. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, obviously, it's going to find its way here somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, once you go to, like, that West Coast, like, California, um, you know, Washington, all that. Like, that stuff's so (laughs) flooded just because of, you know, the culture behind the area. Like, the fashion industry. You know, Round 2's got a store there. Like, there's if you go if you go to LA if you go to like anywhere in California there's like 40 vintage shops on you know every corner it's like somebody's reselling this somebody's reselling that you know but obviously the you know there's a lot of area to cover and there's a lot of people that go there so like the business is good but at the same time like if you go try and thrift there you're there's 50 people that have been doing it their entire lives that you're gonna have to be fighting with and I don't think we want to get up at like five o'clock in the morning to wait in line first at a thrift store. It's like, I just like having fun doing it. You know, it's, right. like, it's not my business yet. It's not like my main job. So I think, um, I don't know. Like, but that's what I told him too. I told Blakemore, I was like, I was like, bro, I feel like I, I don't even want to buy stuff half the time. Cause it's like, it, it almost seems more exciting to see if I'm going to find it, you know, right. like, you know, mm-hmm. it might never happen. So I might just like, shit out my luck on like buying the shirt it might be gone but i'm like dude 
I was like, I feel like if I buy this, the next day I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna find it in the thrift, and then I'm gonna have two, which obviously I could just sell one of them again. But it's like, how much better? How much more fun is it to like find a personal grail than, you know, buying one or trading for one or whatever? It's better when you you're digging yourself to find it instead of just searching it on eBay. So, how influential is uh is music to to fashion? Since I mean that's basically what we're talking about. I think they go both ways. I think mm-hmm. music's influential to fashion, and fashion's influential to music. How? I think like, I think lately, fashion's been influential to music because you'll see people with, you know, Kid Cudi or Travis Scott, they'll be wearing an old Pink Floyd shirt. People say, "Oh, who's Pink Floyd?" They'll look it up and they'll start start loving it. But then, I mean, people that grew up listening to it, like me and Rob, they'll They'll say, "Oh, I want a Pink Floyd shirt so bad, but I don't want to go and get one from, get one from Paxson. I want to get one that's actually vintage." That has the memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think. Um, well, that's why, like, obviously, you know, you have your your music. You have your Travis Scotts, Kanye. You know, they're if all. Kanye's influential. Yeah, they're, they're all. Fashion. They're all known to it's wear to wear, uh, you know, vintage band shirts or vintage Harley shirts. You know, they have, they actually have people that like curate stuff for them, um, which would be dope to do one day, but curate 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 for somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've tried to like make connects and like reach out to people that have connects with people, but it's just like so hard because, you know, obviously you're just, when you're just a nobody, like (laughs) they don't really, they're like, I'll just rather go to the person who already has the, the, uh, you know, the reputation. But, um, like, on the other way around, where it was, like, we were talking about band tees and stuff, yeah. like, a lot of people, a lot of people are just getting band tees, because it's, obviously, like, it's the wave right now, like, you got a, you got a sick, you know, Kiss shirt from 89, like, you're, you know, you're, you're cool now, whatever, but it's, like, the people that actually, like, get the band tee, and then they're like, oh, let me listen to Kiss, or like, let me listen to Led Zeppelin, or. So you see me, like a resurgence in old classical music. Yeah, so now you would start seeing people like, uh, um, or like even even somebody like music to music. Like I don't really like them that much, but like Blakemore likes them. But like this band Greta Van Fleet, and like they literally sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. So then when, you know, it's a good thing for both of them because everyone's talking about Greta Van Fleet sounding like Led Zeppelin. So who, who, the people who like Greta Van Fleet that don't like Led Zeppelin are going to go, who the hell is Led Zeppelin? And go listen to him and be like, wow, this is disgusting. Like, this is, how does this even like, you know, how does this work? Right. Well, I mean, rumor is that Led Zeppelin stole a lot of their music from other people in yeah, the first album. There's been plenty of rumors about that. That's fine. They're the ones that did it. <laughs> so mean, you don't care about uh, plagiarism? I mean, plagiarism doesn't make you play a guitar like that. Plagiarism doesn't make you sing like that. I mean, yeah, you well, still have to the have lyrics skill. and get the, the story behind it. I mean, it, it is what it is. It was the 70s. Everybody's freaking tripping balls. like Coked up and some yeah, acid, huh? I mean, maybe, maybe they heard something when they were like high and... It sounded different in their brain. They went back and put it on paper, and it sounded similar because they just, you know, they weren't thinking at the time. But hey, I, I, I'm with it, man. It's beautiful music, beautiful music. They're the ones that did it. I mean, they're I'd much listen, much rather listen to Led Zeppelin's 
stole music than uh I mean, would you would you rather be would you rather be the person knowing that like hey maybe led zeppelin did steal this from me but at least i know that my music made it out there somewhere right or would you rather be the person that's like my music never made it out there and led zeppelin never made it so i'm just a yeah, nobody I mean, you know? i'd be honored if led Ze- if i were small i mean led zeppelin not money from it but took my music from me well, that's what i'm saying that'd but be sweet you're right though man but at the same time, it's like if you never had the chance, then you know at, at least it got out somewhere. I mean, at least they could put If you're a person of the music, if you're passionate of the music, you know, like at least just be happy your shit made it out there. Right. If it did, because you know it's still speculation. But I mean, it's all hearsay. She said, you know. So um, <clears throat> excuse me. Is a uh, is sneaker culture a big influence on the on you know the vintage game as well? Uh, Nike, yeah. Nike? Nike's a big one. What about Adidas? Because Adidas is old as well. It's more, well, I think I see it now where it's cool, where it's like you have somebody wearing a shirt from, you know, the 80s, mm-hmm. and then a pair, pair of Nikes from, you know, 2019, where it, like, that, that kind of like reflect, they like kind of, you know, go hand in hand with each other, but now like, I mean, everyone's kind of done it, but like Nike's taking more of like a step back into like kind of making things look more like retro, kind of like taking the time to retro other things that, you know, people are looking for now in like the retro, like the actual shoe Mm -hmm. and then like turning it back. Like they've done, um, they've done, uh, what they've done like how many blazers in the past year like well, they just more have to change your thing blazers yeah they've done mm-hmm. more like blazers which I'm fucking one because the boss is dope yeah they're dope they're dope <laughs> they do like tailwinds Cortez's are coming back too no like uh, like me I only have uh, new eight shoes for example like I got the Conks, Concords that came out last year compared to the Concords that came out what was it like 2013 11. 2011 um would something like that go more for like the regular price even if they're used I mean, more for the newer ones, even if it's used. Like, if you guys fully restored it. Honestly, I mean, or do you guys I think that I think the reselling culture is like just kind of. I mean, like if you're in it now, you're good. But like again, like all these people just trying to get in reselling to like resell is just. I mean, if you get a pair of shoes and you're trying to make like you know 150 bucks off them, like cool, that's you know make your money and then do what you do for the rest of your life. But like. I mean, there's just so many shoes that it's like people don't even buy them to wear them. Like, they just buy them to resell them. Right. Like, I mean, all these Yeezys that come out, market's flooded. It's like the the first instinct for 90% of people buying a Yeezy is resell it. Like, not wear it. There's, you know, the Travis Scott's that came out. 99% of the people that got that shoe, their first instinct was how much can I make off of it? Right. And I think that's like the messed up part about sneaker culture now is like nobody, like obviously, you know, if you want to make money off something, then make money. But, you know, the sneaker culture is not even about like the sneaker itself. It's about how much money can I make off of it? See, well, that's the thing though. Like, at least for me, like I'm a collector and, I, and I'm too stingy, man. I don't want to get rid of my shoe. Uh, I want to keep it because it's mine. So like when, when, when I try to buy a Travis Scott, like I'm not going to pay it you know, $1,500 for a fucking pair of shoes, that's a down payment on the car, or that's my rent for the month. So, like, it's just upsetting when I'm seeing it, because I can't even get the shoe anymore, because everyone's trying to get it. Uh, if I don't have a fucking bot, then 
I'm not gonna be able to get it. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much have it in your mind if you don't get it on sneakers, which you'll never get it on sneakers because we know how sneakers is. Mm-hmm. That like just forget about it, wipe, like wipe it out your memory. Right. Like I mean, there's, obviously there's you know shoes that will sell out because people try to have hype behind them, and then you go on StockX two days later and they're selling for less than retail, you know. But it's like, for instance, like the Gym Reds that just came out, you know, people were like not really hyped on them but then all of a sudden they started selling out but now they're like going for below retail mm-hmm. and it's like i have my pair because i wanted them right and i well even here like me like i like right now i'm wearing some lab fours all red ones but like my favorite retro is the retro three so i bought the mochas the mocha threes which didn't come out i think last time they came out was like 2012 but mm-hmm. now like and i bought them for full price bought them for like 200 and now when you go on uh you go on stock x or go they're going for like 80 bucks, that shit fucking pisses me smooth the fuck off. Yeah, I mean, it's a hit or miss. I mean, if you like the shoe, buy it. Right, and but, that, 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 but like, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, well, I'm not trying to resell it, I like it, but it's like, dang, like, if I would have known it was going for cheaper, I would have just held out and just bought it for cheaper. Yeah, that's the thing, you don't know. A lot, like, uh. I mean, Travis, Travis dropped a lot. I mean, besides the small sizes. Well, so like, the Travis dropped a lot, though, like, the, the, the ones, not the lows, but the mids that just came out, the Cactus Jack ones. Um, just because there's a lot of uh, fake pairs. Did you hear about that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a guy. I'm not 100% uh, on the facts, but there's a guy who sold uh, I think like want to say maybe like 100 pairs of StockX, and then it, like 80 of them went through, and they yeah. were fake. Mm-hmm. And so like things like that, man. I'm like now, not only am I always you know paying a thousand five hundred for a pair of shoes, now I'm, I don't even know if they're gonna be real. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't even like. Like I said, if I don't get it off release, I mean, it's just, That's you. I just, I mean, if, if it comes across my path down the road, then I'll figure out, you know, a way to, to, to make that purchase if it's worth it to me. But I mean, like obviously StockX is a great website for people. Goat's a great website for people. I like Goat a little bit more because you can sell used shoes and you can take a picture of them and like you actually yeah. see what you're getting. Right. Um, you know, cause not, you know. That offers not just like StockX, where it's like it has to be DS, it has to be tagged on, like all that. Like it gives people like, yeah, I can wear the shoe, and it's like shit. Maybe I'm you know 15 years old, and my parents are rich, and they bought me a size 10 in Yeezys, and now they don't fit me, so I have to sell them. Right. It's like not my choice. I have to sell them because I'm not just gonna sit there. Right. It gives them like a better option to like actually get rid of the shoe. They still be taxing on goat though for used shoes like. Slapping your neck. Yeah, I got I got a steal on uh, the De La Soul, uh, uh SBs. I bought them for a size 13 on get on on Goat. I bought them for 100 bucks, and I thought it was, I thought that was a steal. But I'm still trying. If anyone knows, I'm still trying to get the Cheech and Chong SBs for a low I price. Just, I, I just offered somebody for the Statue of Liberty high SBs on uh, on Goat. Never heard back from them. It was used like literally looks like they're brand new. Like, I would still lick the bottom if I got them. <laughs> <laughs> you filthy animal. But that's, I mean, that's like, the, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's like the only shoes that I actually appreciate. Because I fuck with ones, SBs, ones and Ones and Dunks is like, that's, I mean, obviously I have hype shoes. I have Yeezys more so because they're comfortable. Uh, they're not comfortable for me. I got a fat foot, man. Well, that's your own fault. That's oh, not my hey, fault. Man. Hey. I have them because they're comfortable. I what wear if God, Yeezys. What if God was one of those? And I wear Ultra Boost. But I don't like NMDs because the NMDs are too wide. 
They're so not, they're not, they're, 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 one of these are not, not comfortable at all, right? They're Ultra Boost. You know, boost. but Ultra Boost I like, Yeezys I like, I mean, I wear them all the time just for like work-related purposes, but. Guys, like, if you get a, if you get a pair of Yeezys, go half the size up. Outside of, you know, that, literally my, my house right now is ones and dunks. See, I like the dunks, they're fat boy friendly, but I can't skate in them, so I don't know why. I can get them. I'm, I'm more into the, like the 90s, Air Max 90s. 90s, 98, 8s, 97s, 95s, and I usually find good prices on Grailed. If I'm bored, I'll just go through it. And I like Grailed because you can offer, like there was a pair of Presto Flyness Olympic ones that came out in 2015. I've been wanting them forever. And they were going for probably like 300, 250. And that was probably like a year ago. And I was waiting and waiting. And I finally found a pair on Grail for like 150, offered him 100, and then he said, no, I can't do 100, I'll do 150. So I just didn't respond. Like two weeks later, he said, all right, let's do 100. So I got those for $100. Hey, it's a fucking steal. Yep. Damn, that's not bad though, man. You got a better price than what you wanted. Yeah, it's a, it's a waiting game. Sometimes so you have to be patient find, with it too. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can find some good prices. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what like usually usually if I have a shoe in mind though, I will like I will go I will find the shoe and I will go on eBay and I'll go on Grail and I'll just find somebody trying to find it in my size, which is ninety percent of the time difficult. But uh, I'll I'll try and find it and then if I do see that like there's a decent option like a decent sale price, I'll try to pull the trigger. But now that we're talking about it, I hate people who send the most ridiculous best offers known to man. <laughs> like if you have a shoe and it's like, not even shoes, cause I don't really sell shoes. But if you have like a t-shirt, like I'll post like <clears throat> a, you know, and there's like an art to it. I have like a specific, a specific art. Specific? Not, a specific. A specific. I have a specific art. <laughs> But I have a specific art to to the way that I post prices, and I'm not gonna reveal it because it would give away if somebody listened to this and they go to my eBay page and then they're gonna know like, hey, well, but but um, but yeah, you know, you post a shirt that's like, you if you were really reaching, you could get like 80 bucks for it, but you're like, you know what, like let's just be let's be, be generous to the public. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put like 60, right? I'll put 60 your best offer. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep the best offer like pretty low just cause it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I feel like eating nice that day. So I'll let them have that offer and I'll just go take myself out to dinner or something. But like when you have people, you got a shirt at 60 and then it's like 60 bucks for like, and like shipping's like four to 15 or whatever. And then they'll offer you like 28 free shipping. You think that's funny? Yeah, that's funny. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we got Blake Moore's cat just came through. I'm sorry, sneezing near the mic. But like, they they'd be like, "Yo, let me get it for 20." They, I can I can do 28 free shipping right now. I'm like, bro, you're not. That's not. I'm. You're not doing me a favor. Like, bitch, I do, I do I do 30 free shipping like, tomorrow. And then you got the people like, I mean, I I think it's hilarious because you know like, obviously obviously anybody can go thrift, right? Right. Anybody can go resell a shoe, but it's like. The people who aren't doing the legwork, 
that like want to try and like use what you do as an argument against you mm-hmm. where it's like oh like Blakemore knows about this one too because I got so pissed at somebody on Instagram that I just let him I just I, it was a bad day oh I remember and that. I just let him have it and I didn't time. care and Blakemore's like bro <laughs> chill out and I said no because this motherfucker needs to know okay Hey, well, you you, send, you you let the viewers know because I'm about to pull a Joe Rogan because I gotta go fucking pissed. See, so you just let them know how to have a big more restaurant. All right, all right, but really, what it is is just the fact that yes, people thrift. There's people that get their stuff for fifty cents a shirt. There's people that get their stuff for five dollars a shirt, but you don't use that of what we paid to make the price better for you. Just in a sense that we don't have, like, we're trying to make the most profit out of it. Like, yeah, if you if you find a Nirvana shirt for $2 at a thrift store, one, you put in the effort to go to that thrift store. You pay for the gas. That might have not, that probably wasn't your first time at the thrift store. You went maybe 50 times before that and found absolutely nothing. And your, your grail piece comes up in front of you for $2. You're not going to go on eBay and sell it for 14 just because you bought it for two. You're still going to sell the shit for, you know, 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, don't try and use my, you know, our hustle against us because you don't want to pay a premium price for a shirt, which you're not paying a premium price because, you know, obviously half the stuff, me and you have a, a, a pretty, pretty straightforward pricing system where if like, it's, if it's a basic shirt, we're selling it for you know, 15 to $20 plus shipping. So it's not like we're cutting off an arm and a leg for you to get a damn, a damn shirt from, you know, 1991, you know, but like, yeah, if it's a, if it's a rare shirt and I paid $2 for it, you're going to pay a price that would constitute that the, the shirt is rare. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give you some, some discount just because you called me out at like, Oh, you probably got it at a thrift store. Like, yeah, yeah, I did get it at a thrift store. Good. Like, good for you. You, Obviously, you found you found out the secret. <laughs> like shit, I didn't go buy a shirt for thirty dollars and try so to sell it to you for thirty-five. Like no shit, I bought it for two dollars. Like, yeah, I mean, if you put in the effort, you can put whatever price you want. But that's, but that's the thing is like anybody anybody can do it. So like what I told this kid straight up, I was like, he's like, yeah, you. He's like, you got it at a thrift store. You're not you're not gonna make money off my ass. And I was like. Then go fucking thrift yourself, bro. Like, don't, don't hit me up. Like, but like, I mean, to like make the story so I don't sound like a complete asshole. The dude had probably hit us up for the past three months trying to put stuff like trying. And this was like in our earlier days too. And I was like, yo, I'll you if you buy these pants, I'll throw in the shirt for free. Like the pants were twenty five dollars. <laughs> twenty five dollars for a pair of like, like OG. Calvin Klein jeans, like look like they had never been worn, light wash, like beautiful jeans, twenty five bucks. I think I think it was like thirty dollars shipped. I told him I'd give him a free shirt with it, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll hit you up later. I'll let you know." And I'm like, "All right," which I hate that I'll let you know people, but then <laughs> two weeks later, yo, you still got the pants? Yeah. What's the best you can do? Twenty five with the shirt. All right, I'll let you know. All right. Two months later, you still got the pants? Yeah. Can you do 15? 25, bro. 25. Then he just, he was like, he was like, damn, you trying to make money off me. 
Like, yeah, that's what a business does. Like, you don't go to Walmart and buy something that they, like, for the price that they pay. Like, obviously, they right. have overhead. Right. I have a storage unit. You're paying for my storage unit. Thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that's a, 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 that's an actual perfect topic because I was going to leave the perfect segue, segue actually, because I was going to ask you about how do you deal with hagglers, but I think you, uh, think you know, they're right on the head. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but. Well, that goes that goes to like my secret like pricing system that I do like you know percentages and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like even even um there's a podcast I listened to where like Sean kind of had the same concept, which actually I think is like really cool when you can do it in like a bigger scale like round two where they're selling like a lot of product like that. Mm-hmm. But um you know if I have two shirts right and I know I'm gonna sell one. Like, say, like, obviously, when you buy something, you probably have an initial, like, margin you're trying to make out of it, right? right? Like, you, obviously, with thrifting, you know, majority of the time, you're making over, you know, 500%, like... Which means, guys, like, if they buy a shirt for $2 and they send it up for 12 that's 500% anymore. You know, yeah, so, like, you're, you know, you're over 500%, like, if you're selling 10 shirts a day, like, that's, you know obviously it's not a lot of money but like it adds up if you're not doing it full time but you know they they just try and find like a percentage of like what they are trying to make based off what they've sold or but based off what they've bought and or are selling so it's like they might have a shirt that they originally have for a hundred dollars and they have a shirt that they're trying to sell for you know 40 and they might sell the you know shirt for 40 and since they got the full price for that shirt They'll sell the other one for like 75, you know, just because they're trying to make like just a percentages game instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to, you know, obviously round two doesn't really like this kind of like that. But Mm -hmm. like just in the sense of like trying to make money is like, you know, you might, the the shirt might be worth a hundred dollars, but if you know you can get an extra like 10 off this one, then sell that one for the extra 10 and then, you know, mark that one down a little bit. So it's more appealing to the eye because, you know, $100 for a shirt, you know, obviously if you're <laughs> selling that to a normal person, that's not going to be really uh, appealing. You know, that's that's groceries. Right. Did you find it, Blake? Couldn't one? find it. No, I couldn't find no, it. No. You looked out, you bastard, whoever you were. Yeah. Who about put you on blast, shit. motherfucker? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like nine times out of ten, if you're, if you're cool and like nice and stuff, I'll take some money off like i don't care now if it's like a repeat customer yeah especially that too if if you keep buying and i know you keep buying and buying we'll take money off i mean we've hooked up fgcu with steals out here just because they 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 pay cash like they (laughs) you know they're they come in here and they're like obviously he's got you know people on there that we've sold shirts to and there's like shirts that i might have sold for you know 25 30 bucks and they'll be like yo you got the shirt still i don't have to ship it i don't have to do anything <coughs> yeah 15 bucks meet me in Publix. cool right. boom boom yeah i've sold shirts to people meeting at the library and stuff they give me cash Works. he doesn't even have a backpack full of books it's all shirts he just finesses <laughs> right. at school like you get a shirt you get a shirt he just goes looking like like a freaking penguin he's got layers of shirts he just sells them off his body mm-hmm. one at a time but yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not in it. We're not, like I said, I'm not in it for the, 
for the money. I'm in it just to more so like obviously the money's oh, nice, but I was about to say no, no, I'm saying the money's nice, but like when you when you do you know sell something like I mean we do everything shout out my money. eBay page. I have like a thousand dollar mystery box on there right now, but oh, oh. um good shit. But uh like you know if somebody buys it like yeah I'm gonna spend that money probably back on thrift shit and you know whatever else I want to buy and then you know. But I do it more for fun. It's like, yeah, I remember the first day I took you to the thrift, bro, and you were like, oh, well, shit sucks. This shit all right, guys, sucks. So hold on. Backstory behind that. So Raw told me to meet up with him at his house, and he was like, we're going to get tacos. And I was like, all right, bet. I know a perfect taco spot because I'm Mexican, and uh, you're in my hood. And next thing I know, we're pulling up to the thrift shop. Mind you, I skip breakfast, see lunch, like at least like six tacos with this guy. And he fucking pulls me up to the thrift. So first of all, I'm hangry. And then, second of all, I don't have the patience for the thrift at the time, or at that time. And then we still didn't even go eat after that. So, go ahead, Rob. Tell your fucking story. Rob just eats taquitos after Yeah, first of all, the best move, I don't know, like, if you guys got a racetrack by you, like the gas station, not the actual racetrack, but... You get a camel pack? You go thrifting, <laughs> right? Set up with a slurpee. Your mouth is so dry because you forget a water. You're definitely not buying a water at the thrift place because you don't know how many things that's been through. So you're just going to go dehydrated <laughs> through the whole thing, right? You thrift your ass off. You realize you haven't eaten for like six hours. So it's like 2.30 now, 3 o'clock. Most of the like smaller thrift stores are starting to close. So you're like, all right. You see a racetrack in the distance. Is it a mirage? It's Is not it a mirage. Real? It's real. You pull in. Right? You see the hot taquitos. You go straight rolling. to the cooler section. You get a vanilla Coke. Or if you're a Dr. Pepper person, that's fine too. Cause sometimes I like Pepper. to go do like two ways. Straight to the taquitos. The taquito bags, this is a secret. I, I found this out the mm -hmm. past couple mm -hmm. times. The taquito bags, right? They they are meant to hold two taquitos. Okay? Put three? I put three in there. And when I go to the counter... I face the opening in the bag towards myself. So they only charge me for two. That's so I've been getting a free taquito every time. That's the wave. So if you guys want to take that secret, you can have it. But Free of charge. But uh, I, I used to do the, the shredded chicken ones, but I've kind of been on the beef and bean right now. Beef and bean? But And you eat them with like... Jalapeno your, queso ones pretty fire. You eat them with your dirty ass thrift fingers too. Yeah. Shh, so got so no on it. But no, yeah, that's uh, that's the wave. Yeah. But no, your to your story, um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't want to go thrifting. This shit's stupid. Like, so we get there, and like, like I don't know what he expected to walk into, but it was just like kids everywhere playing hide and seek through the racks, and it's just like rack and rack and rack and rack, and. He's, like, over here, like, just picking shit up and, like, giving me, like, the dumbest face. Like, he pick it up and, like, look at me. And I'm, like, bro, what? No, that's, put it back. And then, and then he'd, like, go through the rack a little bit. And he'd be, like, polo, polo. I'd be, like, I'd be, like, put it back, man. And then, like, fine. And then he's, like, bro, he's, like, I don't know how you like thrifting. I was, like, it's not even about the thrifting. It's, like, the adrenaline you get when you find something that you're, like, yo, this is, like, dope. Or, like, I want this. Or this is going to sell. I get it now. It's like a, it's like treasure hunting, man. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. I remember like couple, couple days later, I think you went by yourself and you like called me and you're like, I know the feeling. I know <laughs> the feeling. Well, like I said, this man took me hangry, bro. I was expecting some breakfast tacos, and we fucking pull up to a fucking Goodwill. 
and it was upsetting because I was hungry. Well, I was I was hangry the day we went to the flea market, and I got handed a bag of corn chips and hot sauce. Oh, we ate the fuck really out good. of it though. <laughs> Lick our fingers and put it back in the bag. <laughs> yeah. So that day we went to uh, water would be nice, but you know it's whatever. <laughs> Thank Not you. even my water. I'm just doing. <laughs> uh, so we had went to um we had went to um a flea market down the road um from where uh where eh, we went down to a flea market and it was a Hispanic flea market. So we're having I was having fun because it's my people and I was talking Spanish and uh Blakemore and Rob were just like holding on to my backpack because they didn't want to get lost. Um, <laughs> we went thirsty for a little bit, found some good shit. Rob the one who bought any, uh, most of the shit from that uh, from that flea market. And I look back and Blakemore's like dying, and Blakemore's like he's so white he's uh, he's see through, and his face is red and he's just mad. He just looks fucking pissed. And so I stop at the little vendor and he has corn chips and salsa, and I told him to put some uh, salsa and lemon in that corn chips, and I gave it to Blakemore, and Blakemore finished the bag. Yeah, he tried to share with us, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot. No, those were good though. <laughs> Putting on to culture. The the second flea market we went to that day was uh that's where we found all the fucking uh, records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For like a dollar, what was it even less than that? Yeah, I mean most of the, I got a couple that were like three bucks, three bucks a piece. Moody blues, stuff like that. I mean, we walked out of there with probably fifty records. Oh, dude, we had bags. Fucking stacked. I mean, it, the thing, like, the records, like, we're, I mean, I, we're not, like, conventional record, you know, collectors, where it's like, oh, the sleeve has to be pristine. Right, right. You know, I just, we Like, if we I see a Carlos records. Santana record, I'm going to copy because I like Carlos Santana. Yeah, we just get records to listen to them, and, uh, shit, I have too many again. I have too many of those now. I'm trying to get rid of some of mine. Yeah. And you're also getting into the comic books, too, right? Yeah, I've been in comic books for a while, but, I mean, it's Fucking just like... Weird. I just like, I mean, I, I, I obviously like everybody likes Marvel, nobody likes DC, but it's more like they fo- they follow the story like pretty close with the movies and the TV shows, but I like the art, like the art of it, like it's really like unique. I mean, like if you look at like, like obviously everyone's favorite uh, character right now, probably is like Venom. But, like, if you look at the artwork from, like, <clears throat> Venom, like, the original Venom in, like, 93, and you look at the Venom that they're doing now, and, like, the artwork of it, it's just, like, like it'll blow your fucking mind. Like, right. it's, it's literally, like, I mean, it's dope back in the day, but, like, nowadays, it's, like, it's literally drawings, but it looks so much more realistic and, like, crazy, and, I mean, I just, I just like the art. Yeah. The art's dope, especially when it's, uh, when it's printed on a T. I'm, uh, I like that shit. So what do you uh, what do you guys do on your off time and besides the stuff thing like Blakemore, do you smoke cigars? No. No. Not really. Oh shit. Heroin. Rob, <laughs> do you smoke cigars or you just dip? Uh, I do a little bit of everything. Coke, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm clean. Um, I smoke cigars every now and then. I actually had one of my uh, one of my friends just got back from Cuba and brought me a. You all have a, a Cuban, Cuban cigar too? Yes. Burn me Cuban. I haven't smoked shit. it yet. It's sitting on my dresser right now. But gotta get a humidor, man. Yeah, I don't smoke cigars enough to have a humidor. I let you borrow mine, or you can just give me the cigar. But now we need a humidor anymore. Exactly. Huh. Um, the hustle. No, nah, honestly, that's what I do. I mean, I, I have like a pretty good schedule of like thrift work, 
Call of Duty, bed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do everything. Obviously, football season's about to start and stuff like that. So lately, I've been golfing every day, every other day, when I don't have class or after class. Right. What about yourself? Me, I like to do everything, man. I uh, started this podcast. This is what all my free time and attention is going to. Um, I like to be. Uh, I like to have my little, you know, poker hat on while I smoke my cigars and edit the shit. You know, looking gangster. I mean, that one day was was dope when we were out my, on my porch with the record player in the middle, just ashing oh, yeah. cigars. Yeah. <laughs> what about this one? <laughs> Blowing the dust off. What, Ray Charles? Yeah, Ray Charles. Ray, Ray, Ray Charles. Was <laughs> it was for some reason we're playing none but blind singers. We're playing Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. It's fucking weird. You want to talk about uh? Well, we talked about the biggest flips. I don't yeah. want to forget about that. Yeah, I got you. Well, Blake, more time you got to be out of here. Yeah, we got an hour. Hour? Okay, good. We got an hour we got left. got a motherfucking hour. So, what was your biggest flip? Well, first, I'll start off with your first biggest flip when you were like, oh my gosh, this is a big flip compared to, like, your real big flip. Well, my first big... I had... I probably had, like, five big flips for us. I mean, not like a... You know, not super crazy, but... I probably had like five big flips, like boom, 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 boom. And that's really what got me like, yo, this shit's like legit. I was there with one of your biggest flips. Well, I don't know if it was one of your big flips, but I remember one day you told me we were, we were riding together. You're like, yo, I just made a thousand dollars off this shit. And I was like, what? In one day? And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that was, um, <laughs> that was probably the camera day then. Uh-huh. That's when, uh, oh, yeah. when I went to, uh, one of my secret spots mm-hmm. and everything in the store was half off. And I see this Nikon camera there, and they had like a new, it was like an older Nikon camera and a new age um, lens. They come, it had two lenses with it, didn't it? I think it had two lenses because Blakemore was there. I got a camera there too. And uh, so it was an old Nikon camera, and I think it had a new age lens, like two lenses with it. So they wanted 60 bucks for everything. Still had like the original like straps on it, like leather straps, um, whatever. So I was like, yo, I'm I'm just gonna get it because I was like, one, I might I might just use it just like for whatever, and then I like I I might just sell it. So then I put it, I looked at it, I looked at it. I think you like showed it to your sister, and she's like, yeah, it's like a really really popular camera because most you know most like photography students use that to start off with because it's like super basic but it's like really high quality it was like a camera from it was like a nikon from like the 70s was that a uh, film camera yeah film 35 millimeter mm-hmm. and uh put it on ebay sold it like within like three days for 300 dollars. and then and i think that same week was or maybe it might have been like a couple weeks after that and i went on um i went on uh Again, just bored. Went on Facebook Marketplace. I hope this girl doesn't hear this. But I, I, uh, I saw a Jurassic Park tee, and I was like, no, no, there's no way. There's no way. Go on there. Um, look at it. I'm like, all right, this is like legit original. And met up with her across the street from my house. Bought it for $15. Sold it the next week. Well, we had people on Instagram hitting. We had. Oh yeah, we we uh that's when we we um we used the shirt to uh, promote it. So I think we actually had a free promotion through Instagram mm-hmm. for 
it was like a $30 promotion, which we ran for like five days. I think we had what, like 2,000? I know we had like 14,000 impressions on the shirt. Yeah. And like, we had like 100 people that didn't stop asking for it. Yeah, and then um, that next week, we went to one of our other spots and I found a uh, old, like an old Nike gray tag Jordan shirt that went with the retro 10s, had like all the accolades on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I bought that for 99 cents and I sold the Jordan shirt and the Jurassic Park shirt to a dude that runs a shop in California for I think like $160 or something like that Damn. for both of them. And that was like within the same week. Mm-hmm. So it was... That was when you found that Tina Turner shirt. Yeah, I found a Tina Turner shirt. I was literally just booming. <laughs> like, I was booming, bro. I, I literally, we, like, that. At the secret spots. Yeah, I found, <laughs> I, I left there with, like, 10 shirts, and I sold them all in, like, two weeks. And it was, like, the same day, it was, like, the 80s mystery tee, the Hershey's, 1991. And then you, you also had that Pearl Jam that you ordered. That Pearl Jam that I bought. Bought a Pro Jam shirt for eighteen dollars. I think I sold it for like sixty. Um, but I've had some, yeah, I've had some crazy flips like that. That eBay, like that was just on eBay. I think I that month I had like seven hundred dollars on eBay, oh, and shit. then and then plus all the other sales and like everything else was like it was like over a thousand bucks. That's good. And I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, started getting into hats. And I found a sports specialty, like a script hat, and like I hit up some people that just to see like how much it would go for. It said probably like a hundred, so I posted it on Grailed for like sixty-five, sold it right away. So I paid like a dollar for that, sold it for sixty-five. So what? That's more than a thousand percent profit, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing to remember too is like when we, whenever you're selling something, like I always tell tell Blake more whenever we're pricing stuff. Like you see something on eBay. Like for a specific price, but like that's in, in reality, that's not what it sells for a lot of the times. Like you, that's just what that's just it. what people are asking, you know. So it's like if somebody's selling something for for a hundred dollars on eBay, there's always there's one there's always going to be a number that they're going to say yes to, you know. Like not everybody's going to be like um I'm a firm on a hundred, you know. Like I have a shirt right now that. I low-key, I just wanted the shirt. It was like one of a kind. You know the shirt. It's my Rolling Stone shirt. This is the only shirt that I've ever seen with that print, with that colorway, and it's, like, disgusting. It's on our Instagram page right now. It's like a blue tie-dye one. I'm not going to say how much I paid for it, but I'm not taking anything less. I mean, I like people have asked me how much, and I was like, look, I'm, like, I don't really want to sell it. It's the only one I've ever seen, and I'm, like, super firm. But I was like, look, like I'm starting at 200. If you want to offer me, then you can offer me. But like, I have it priced at that just because I don't really want to get rid of it. Like everything has a price, you know. Right. Like if you wanted to buy my dog right now, I probably wouldn't sell her. But like everything, <laughs> everything has a price. I mean, so ten thousand. Like, ten thousand. I'm. I don't, I don't know. With <laughs> with visitation rights, maybe. <laughs> but like, uh, what what we like to do is stock up on our stuff and we'll bring we're only like an hour and a half two hours away from round two in miami so we just bring our stuff that we haven't sold there i think last time we went we sold like 10 shirts each and we got like 250 each 
Oh yeah, first well, time. Come up. Yeah. First time we went to round two. I think you left with three fifty. I left with. Well, like, oh no, you traded some stuff. I just brought in like shoes and stuff. I brought all shirts and I left with what two seventy five or three fifty. No, I sold a lot that time. That's yeah. like that's like our secret like sell like when when we do have stuff that's kind of sitting for a while, we just make a trip to round two. Um, they've gotten a little bit stingier with their prices. I, I definitely say like when Chris worked there, like when they first opened it up in Miami, like they obviously were trying to like build their inventory a little bit more and like get more like unique stuff. So they were like kind of dishing out the money to have you know the unique items. But last time they went, you know they were. They were a little bit more stingy, I guess you could say, on like their buying prices. Um, and there was like a few things that, you know, I had that Nike shirt. I, they tried to give me like, I'm mean, not saying anything to them because obviously they have overheads they have to pay for. Money too. You know, but like they had a Nike shirt. They offered me 15. I was like, nah, I already got a buyer for it. And turned around that same day, drove here, met a dude, sold it for 40. So I was like, you know. Obviously, I'm not just going to give them something that I know I'm going to sell, but like some of that stuff that has like been sitting around for a while that I feel like they, you know, they might want. If I bought it for a dollar and they want to buy it for 15, and I've been sitting on it for like three months, like, you know, go for it. It's, you guys can have it. You know, I'm still making my money. You guys are going to make your money. And that's why I don't even care if other people thrift because it's like, you know, you might find something that I want and I find something that you want. We'll work out a deal, mm-hmm. you know, like. I can't, I can't be everywhere at every time, right. you know? That makes sense. So, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Instagram, Vintage Rhino, R-Y-N-O. Um, Grailed, same thing. Rob, do you want your eBay page or no? Uh, I don't even remember my eBay name. It's like Salty <laughs> Flats Salty 44. Flats 44, I believe. <laughs> um, but yeah, just mainly through Instagram because... We've been doing a lot through Instagram lately. There you go, yeah. Posting everything there too, right? Yeah. Post, we're starting to post a lot more. We're taking some time off. But all right, you beautiful fucking savages. This is going to be a... This was a great podcast with uh, two of my good uh, friends. Um, stay beautiful. Stay awesome. Stay lovely. Suck some dick. Love you guys.